I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hello. Bienvenidos. Shalom. Blah, blah. Blah. Amy's not in a good space right now. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster over here. Jeez. Um, Amy's think- in what we call a dark space. Yeah, this we call a very I dark space. I keep telling her with this darkness, you can see the stars. The fucking light. I know. And she's like, fuck that light. <laughs> I want to be in a cave. I actually Without don't. a headlamp. I don't want No, she it. doesn't. I'm just making light oh, of the darkness. Lord of mercy. That's why you have me. That's why I have Chip over here to entertain me. Well, and when you came here, I was like, uh, and then we did it. So we did an Instagram uh, TV video of our worst reviews, round two. Yeah, just a few. Yes. So if you're not following us on Instagram, go check it out. Yeah. And that actually lightened my spirits a little bit. You were you were really good. You were really good. You were so good. Nothing compares to you. No. We played that song. Don't tell them. Oh, sorry. Too late. We have to go check it out. Yeah. It's on Instagram. See, we're not interrupting each other. No, we're not. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Go look at it. If you're not following us on Instagram, you can see us our actual video of us. And we are talking about uh, some of our worst Instagram, or sorry, our worst iTunes reviews. Uh, and then also one five-star one that's just kind of hilarious. And that perked me up a little bit. But yeah, life is hard. And if you've listened to the last two episodes, I might sound like a little bit of a roller coaster because there was the breakup episode. And then the next one, I was like, I feel I'm pretty good. And then I had a really hard weekend. I had a really particular challenging Father's Day. Um, and, which was yesterday. Which was yesterday. And um, and that's kind of part of heartache and breakups and emotional stuff is just, it's a roller coaster. It's, it's funny Father's Day. Not funny, ha-ha, funny. Like maybe challenging, know, challenging, complicated, funny, complicated, funny, yeah. because especially with our daddy issues. Yes. And I'm, my partner is an incredible father and is worshipped by his three daughters, which I totally understand and yesterday we were obviously celebrating him and also we watched this this uh show that i think apple plus tv came out with about dads that one of ron howard's daughters put together it's Mm -hmm. almost like a documentary film anyway we were watching it and i said it's funny because i don't know what it's like to have a dad i've only had these midgens of fatherly figures in my life that tried and never succeeded and were whatever and it's such a bizarre thing and I know you had a father but also it was I still have one he's still alive yes but sorry <laughs> I should say you have a yeah. father I have a father too who's yes. now re-emerging in my life and it's more like he's my homie yeah well that's nice you've had some healing and and um with him and it's really I've, I've been so happy to hear that the stories of you two actually talking about the, the stuff that happened that yeah um you never talked about before the never. hurt that he didn't really realize or acknowledge until I was 37 years old so well I and I'm I'm not trying to shift it or or uh, talk about me but it was Father's Day I can understand why it was difficult and yeah uh, it it was also really 
like a mirror for me in, yeah. in front of who I am. And I actually value the fact that I didn't grow up with a father now in, in regards to how I am. And I think that because it made me this independent human that set out on my own path that is self-made and the self-sufficient, the self-sufficient one, yeah. sometimes to a fault. Yeah. And so, yeah, yesterday was challenging and also hopefully... For, for both of us, we yeah. can understand our daddy issues. One thing I will say that's really interesting about being so, like today my word to describe how I feel is shattered or um, uh, fragmented. Uh, I think maybe that's a Hakomi word actually. Because you're not broken. It, I'm not broken. No, no, no. But I feel shattered. I feel like I'm in like eight, eight pieces, like a piece of ceramic that's been kind of shattered in, into the ground. And, and Father's Day is just is hard for a, a number of reasons. And one of them was, wasn't even related to Father's Day. It was just um, some other ego stuff. And then the other ones, you know, the breakup that, that comes up. And then there's the Father's Day piece too. And I did see my dad. And actually it was kind of nice. Um, I almost didn't go because I felt so... Um, uh, unequipped I think but I'm glad I pushed myself to go and um in subsiding my own misery but the interesting thing is when I'm feeling this this intense low and darkness all of the positive little tiny moments of like something good feel extra good like you're saying you know the the would you say the stars or the light is through the shadows I say um, you cannot see stars without yes. the darkness so when I actually see some stars they're extra shiny Martin Luther King actually said that so oh. I can't take credit for it okay I'm okay well thank you for that one and I'm I'm feeling it and you know there for there's like a couple light stars and there's a lot more not so light ones so my dog has been extra difficult today Perry just go usually it's opposite by the way my dog is he a pain in the ass. daily walk oh uh, but I'm not gonna talk about me a lot this episode today <laughs> Is moving on with <laughs> another podcast called Watts the Safe Word. That's W A T T S. What did you say? Watts, yeah. What? I love them. We are obsessed with them. They have their own podcast called Watts the Safe Word, um, and this is with Daddy, uh, Mister Christopher and Amp. Uh, they are partners, lovers, uh, and they also are sex positive educators. And their podcast is a lot about kink. And this one is about Daddy's pup- puppy play and kink. A lot of you are like, "What's puppy play?" So it's not real live animals, just so you know. Uh, tune in if you want to hear something informative, educational, entertaining. It was fun. It was super fun. Um, they We're obsessed with them. We're especially obsessed with Daddy. We just actually, they have all of this amazing apparel slash. Oh, yes. oh, we ordered the mug we, with Daddy on it. Yes, and it says, come to Daddy. And it has his face, Mr. His Christopher yeah. on it, kind of busting through. It's pretty amazing he's hot. and we'll read their bio a, so you'll understand who both of them are and he's a porn star too right he just, yeah, yeah he's been in porn and i think it's to uh producing and we'll read the bio we'll read the bio so we're not we don't need to go over it however they're both amazing both amp and daddy so how about a sex question yes yes all right so ever since i was a kid i've known i've had a thing for women in fur coats it looks so sexy and elegant the first woman i had sex with and i dated for three years and one day i told her about my fetish then sometime later she bought a fur coat for us to play in it was just what i fantasized about a little while later we hadn't used the coat for a while so i said one night hey maybe we can play with it again how about we use a fur coat again and all of a sudden she said why is that the only way you can get off now i'm not good enough for you so i spent the evening telling her that i didn't need the coat and she was all i needed and ever since i've never had the nerve to tell the girl i'm with about my fetish for women in fur because i'm just too afraid that the same thing might happen did i hurt her feelings was i asking for it again and 
was I asking for it again in the wrong way, the, the wrong thing? Um, so did I do something wrong? Right. And, um, and I'm too afraid all, to ask for it and speak to it. Fur is sexy. Oh my God. Yeah, And it is. I will say if you are into fur, I do like vintage furs because obviously <laughs> this is her preference. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like a little kind of the killing of the animals yeah, and all the things. There's faux fur. That's wonderful too. One of my friends who, you know, well lives on the East coast. She has a collection of vintage furs and if she's listening to this, you know who you are. Most amazing furs. And they are so sexy. Now, getting down in those would be hot sometimes. Super hot, sexy. Hot meaning temperature-wise because oh, yeah. those things are fucking warm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I maybe maybe that is the reason that you're... This person's into it? Yeah, well, your uh, so, partner. So, well, with fetishes, they can be because of the look. It can be because of the texture, so the actual feel of it. And I mean, but this person, it looks sexy and elegant, so it looks like it sounds like it's the look. Yeah. And they fetish can come from having an actual experience of seeing the fur when you were younger in some on someone or in a movie or on someone in person, then it eroticizes it in your brain. Mrs. To Robinson. Also, to like, I have no idea where this fetish came from, and um, and so it sounds like it's a mild fetish because they said they actually don't need it to get off, and they try to explain that to their partner that no, you are good enough and. It's not, I don't have to have the fur. It's just something that turns me on. It's a bonus. So you did not do anything wrong. Um, and I'm sorry that you feel shamed. And your person's response is is their personal stuff. It's actually not yours. It's their own insecurities saying, I, well, I'm not good enough for you. Um, there will be plenty of other people. I mean, I, if I had a partner who was like, hey, just so you know, I get really turned on. I have a little fetish for um, for fur, I don't need it to like just get off, you know. Fur, but fur. For, for fur. Yeah. But when you wear fur, it gets me extra turned on. Did I tell you about what the person I went on a one date with that had a, um, yes. a wet look yes. a wet look fetish? Yes, yeah. I love that. And we've never heard of a wet look fetish, which I hadn't either. They had to describe it for me. Um, it was, it's about someone being uh, drenched. And for them, it's particularly in like a white t-shirt and jeans. If they were in a bathing suit, it wouldn't have done it for them. And they don't have to have it, but it's a particular fetish of theirs that turns them on and I just thought that was awesome there you know the chemistry and the timing and all that wasn't really there so we didn't explore but I was like I want to get all just drenched in jeans and a white t-shirt for you because it sounds like a fun exploration so uh, to this person uh, I would say continue to share with people and when you continue to share with new partners I would share also how scary it is to share because of your past experience um, and to let them know you know this isn't something that um in their experience, you know, there are fetishes where people actually need it to get turned on, but you can say this to this person, your new partners, um, I'm turned on just by you, and this is a bonus, and just as as a lot of things are a bonus to us, whether it's vibrators or porn, or, um, and I would love to play with this with you and let, continue to talk about it as we play, um, and I'm sure you'll find someone that will love to rock that fur. I would like to add something to this for some advice. If you are still partnered with this person, that I think they're. I think they're on. They moved on. Now oh, they moved now on. Yeah, new future humans. If you're still into only specific coats or vests or whatever that looks like, I would also suggest checking out some of the fur toys that are out there. So there's toys like a butt plug that you can get with a tail Ooh. on it. There's also some like furry cuffs. There's a lot of different fur toys that you can incorporate into some play you could get I mean there's a there's endless amounts I'm trying to think of some yeah. other things there's uh like the furry fox tail fur floggers there's fur floggers you know where you can get all these things 
at purepleasureshop.com, everyone. And you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. That's right. Uh That is right. How sexy is it, too, putting in a little butt plug with a cute tail on the end of it and being like, look at my fur. You'd be like a bunny or a fox or a pony. I guess that's not fair. And if it's it's just a particular thing with a sexy coat, that's awesome as well. And if you want to bring that up and you want to present maybe a new idea of a sex toy that has a tail attached to it, wrap it up in a pretty little box and say, hey, can we try this tonight? Mm-hmm. And the odds of you being shamed or uh, in, a, in a place where the other person isn't receiving that is going to probably be less when it's presented in a really sexy, fun way. Yeah. Well, or you could just buy them a new fur jacket and be like, "I want to fuck the shit out of you in this thing." Yes, yes, and I would still explain the the, the fetish. And this podcast talks a, about this because they talk about puppy play, which a lot of people are like, "Wait, are these live animals?" Yeah. No, it's about actually playing into the role, and there's a dominant submission, maybe master slave kind of thing. Um, so you can learn more in this episode with some really awesome educators. Yeah, I just love daddy. Are you daddy. ready for a bio chip? You want to read it? Yes. About I'm gonna get my daddy. furry. Daddy. Butt plug Ooh. in while well, I read this. Yes. Hold on one second. Okay. Yes, right. Perry's looking at you like, no. There it is. I looped it up. Mr. Christopher and Amp are both sex positive educators who create kinky content under the brand What's the Safe Word, a sex positive YouTube channel and matching podcast that destigmatizes and educates on all things kinky. Mr. Christopher, a.k.a. Daddy, has been in the BDSM community for over 30 years and considers himself Guard Classic. He has directed gay male porn for the last 30 years for Falcon and Colt, where Amp is a blogger, sex worker, activist, and producer of What's the Safe Word, a sex education channel with a few kinks. With his background as a sex educator and sex worker, he, along with guests of all abilities, backgrounds, and experiences, oh, and kinky lifestyles, destigmatizes topics on sex and other LGBTQ plus issues. To learn more, visit whatsthesafeword.com. That's W-A-T-T-S, thesafeword.com. All right, but first... Amy here, self-proclaimed Greek goddess and fierce lioness. Is she really Greek or part feline, you ask? No, but my hair certainly is. When it comes to taming this wild beast, my hair requires extra love and care, and that's why I'm a huge fan of Function of Beauty. They offer hair products custom-made just for my hair type. I took their simple online quiz, and then they customized the products perfectly for my luscious curly locks. I'm terribly picky about my hair products because my hair is either flat or frizzy. But finally, I found Function of Beauty, and my hair looks and smells incredible. Most shampoos and conditioners dry out my wavy locks, but with Function of Beauty, my hair has the same body texture and shine I get whenever I step out of the salon, but I just stepped out of my shower. So if you want hair products customized for your hair needs delivered right to your door, go to functionofbeauty.com shameless and take that simple four-question hair quiz. They're giving you 20% off your first purchase. So don't spend another minute in hair misery. Go to functionofbeauty.com shameless to let them know we sent you. That's functionofbeauty.com slash shameless to try it out. All right, back to the show. All right, everyone. Episode time. I say that every time in that same way. Here we are again. And we are talking about daddies, puppy play, and kink with another podcast. Well, I would call them a network, but in other podcasters, we've talked about this. We love recording with other podcasters because 
they know how to podcast. So it's really fun. And we could probably do some playful banter here. They're located in San Francisco. We're Santa Cruz. We're only an hour and a half away. And if it wasn't for COVID, we'd probably all be together. But alas, we are not. We are all over video on Zoom. And well, uh, you already heard a little bit in the bio, but I would like to start with the same question we ask almost every guest. Tell us, dear Watts, the Safe Word podcast. Tell us how you got to where you are today in this realm of human sexuality. Well, currently we're in like a good six foot by, I don't know, 10 foot room. Uh, no, kidding. kidding. Uh, <laughs> so I'm Amp and this I'm, is... I'm Mr. Christopher. I'm Amp's daddy. Uh, we're in a relationship. I started kink uh, the same way a lot of people do. Cops and robbers got out of hand as a child and you figured something out about yourself and you're like, oh, that turns me on. And then you become an adult and you find the internet and it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and I started way earlier because uh, I'm significantly older. Uh, I was into, as I was coming out as a gay boy, I was into BDSM and getting tied up and all my favorite characters on TV were like, uh, James Bond, and every time he got captured, that got me into it. And then I had several good mentors uh, right out of college that taught me more about BDSM, and I got into impact play, and I started directing movies. I, well, I first started being in adult films, and then I started directing them, and then I kind of, it just graduated from there, and now I'm here. <laughs> now you have a PhD in kink and sex. Emphasis on the D. No. Uh, and yeah, and then since since then, we both had a, a fascination and love for bondage and kind of found each other. Uh, our relationship's a little different because he is a, a little bit older than I am. Uh, just a scotia. Just, 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 just a few years. Uh, 15? Is that what you said? But he is for all intents and purposes, the daddy in the relationship. Uh, and I am a, a puppy. So part of the puppy play, the role players. And we both worked at Mr. S but for, don't, for years. Don't get confused oh. by that. I'm not necessarily in control. Anyone who has what? a puppy would know. <laughs> we have puppies. We know this. They're running the show. Right? They, they rule this world. We're like, I damn. Just, I just I think, like the dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Amp, that I've met you before, by the way, because I love Mr. S. Leather. I used to work with mm -hmm. Fun Factory, and your voice oh. sounds so familiar. And I never actually met you in person, but I believe that we talked on the phone, and I sold sex toys to you back in the day people but, can't see me but I, i'm emphatically shaking my head yes, 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 yes i used yes, to work yes. the phones there as well yeah oh, there I you go. totally I, that is incredible i was actually going to ask you all if you ever shopped at mr s leather because i love everything that mr Aww. s leather had done and is still doing but anyway that was awesome so we are we're, we're totally aware of each other and hopefully you got to experience some awesome sex toys from Fun Factory or Hot Octopus for that matter. <laughs> but onto, onto the real, like kink and BDSM, those two sort of, I, I guess our listeners out there always love to learn more about what, what folks bring in their expertise in. And I want, I want to talk about kink with you because we haven't, we haven't dove too deep into kink on our podcast very often. So can you talk about how you define kink and also a little bit about BDSM? Sure. I mean, I think the first thing to really do is set a foundation, which is BDSM, and it stands for bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, um, which is pretty much just, and I, this is my own personal term, 
I, I look at kink and BDSM as anything that's not vanilla. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's the easiest terminology that you can give it. But Daddy, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, you know, as you explore different fetishes and um, uh, different kinks, uh, I, th- I think they're kind of interchangeable, those two terms. Um, but yeah, I, I'd agree. It's just in, it's just exploring past vanilla. Yeah. Um, and are, the so, inter- are the interchangeable terms saying kink and fetish? Or you said uh, the b- dominance or, or which ones? Are, what's interchangeable? I, sure. I, I Honestly, I think that it's interchangeable depending on your perspective and how you experience sex. Many people use kink and fetish interchangeably. Some people use kink and BDSM interchangeably Mm -hmm. but obviously they are different words and they do have different meanings because a lot of people will say that like the fetish is more about like you can't get off without it like it is necessary and sometimes can be a little dehumanizing depending on how you practice that fetish whereas kink is just kind of more of an open term that talks about the extracurriculars quote unquote Mm. in the bedroom fetish is the is the specific kink that you're into yeah Mm, that's so like, like the umbrella term or world and then there's all these other many fetish. many other uh, uh preferences lifestyles um identities etc that folks can uh, and and everybody has a fetish even vanilla i mean it just some are more socially acceptable than others you know so uh there's lingerie is a fetish you know high heels that's a fetish um it's just when you go down the list of fetishes they get more extreme and then maybe society looks at them a little awkwardly yeah but also your own personal perspective on it i had a really good conversation at a kink uh convention with a straight-ish quote-unquote guy that was there with his female dom and I was working a booth with Mr. S of course and so we started chatting um because we're all just there to have a good time and he's like well I don't really get the kink and the fetish thing and I'm like can you get off without looking at your partner's boobs and he's like no I love boobs (laughs) everything I'm like there you go is that possibly a fetish or a kink yeah it's like put put them in a turtleneck and see if you still get as a turtleneck. And I don't think that I don't consider myself super kinky, but I love being tied up. I love being in that hog tie situation. And I but the label of yeah, yeah. But I think it's so high. And then I go to like Folsom Street Fair and I'm like, I'm not I I You're not I'm kinky very, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah not don't, kinky don't compare yourself to yeah. others. That's yeah. the totally, biggest thing. Totally, yeah. I know. I'm like, I don't mind a, a golden shower if it's in the shower. <laughs> it's okay to have to have will want won't mm-hmm. that's more that's more watered down shower yeah uh. yeah yeah You're right. i just i just am too considerate of my sheets that's why I'm like damn it. but you like squirting you like squirting on your sheets with your own squirting but yeah. peeing is different well it's not pee and it's also not yeah, please not don't pee, pee on your sheets. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well this is not a podcast on female ejaculation um, no um so i well i liked what you, and you also said earlier um, that you, as the daddy, you're like, I'm, I'm not the one in control here. I'm not the one running the show. And I'm curious if you can share more about what is a daddy in the kink world? What does this mean? Yes, Christopher, what is a daddy? Oh, my God. Yes, daddy, Christ. what does it mean? Um, so... <laughs> can we call you daddy? You can call me daddy. Everyone right, daddy. Calls me daddy now. So daddy. It, it's funny, the first time when I met Amp, you know, he, I, I was... Tying, I worked for a bondage company. I was tying up people at this trade show, and he came by and he wanted 
to get tied up. And I was like, oh, cute little kid. Yeah, I'll, I'll tie him up. <laughs> um, and then after that, we started dating. I'm, I'm really truncating this. And he asked if he could call me daddy. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I didn't, in my head, I was not old enough to be a daddy. I, I viewed it as this older gentleman, kind of like a sugar daddy, maybe. Uh, so it had a negative connotation to me. Um, but then I thought about it and he maybe explained that his own father was my age. Uh, so <laughs> I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, huh, maybe I'm daddy material at this point. And, uh, then, and then I, I just liked it. And, and, um, so what my role is, um, I, I think because of my, our age difference, I have a lot more experience in some things. So I offer guidance. Um, we have a very loving relationship, um, but we also have an open relationship. So I'm, I'm not thinking that this is my sole partner for life and trying to lock him into anything. I know he's of a certain age and probably going to want to explore other things with other people his age as well. And I'm all for that. I want him to. I'm his daddy. Um, and he always has a safe space to come to me for that. P.S. You're a daddy with a hot bod. Oh, I mean, I saw, no, no dad bod. No dad, no dad bod going on. I was like looking at your pictures. Oh, no. I was like, oh damn. There's a dad bod going on right now. I've been locked down and all COVID like, dad. Oh, COVID yeah. dad bod. That's the refrigerator. I'm dad bod now. Oh. So wait. Okay. So as a daddy. Okay. So there's a role, and I'll just ask. I will speak for myself. So I've been interested in and played into the daddy little girl role with my um, partner once, once with her partner yeah, who was, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't her partner then, but now it's her partner <laughs> and he is her partner. Um, and there, and there's something there for me, it's more of like a dominant submission, a, a surrender. I can just, uh, relinquish control. You got this and something in that that's really hot and sexy and also feels really good for me also because I am such a self-sufficient, like must do everything myself. Um, is it, uh, so it, are you speaking to that? Is it that role that you're taking on? Is like I do. I, I'm, role? I'm more of the dominant role. Absolutely. Totally. Um, see, this is where I lose control. <laughs> see, you see what happens here? Um, so I tried to be in control all the time. Uh, but who scheduled this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are oh parts God. of my life that he's in control of that. But in the in the bedroom, yeah, I think he is attracted to having that kind of authoritarian, uh, daddy kind of vibe going on, and we do that. We we sometimes I lock him up in chastity. Sometimes uh, he does very submissive things for me. Um, but it's not like. Uh, the dominance that you find in heavy BDSM scenes, like um, uh, like slave master or anything, he he's of his own free will. He makes his own decisions, and he's very much like a puppy. He he just does what he wants most of the time. But instead of getting locked down in shackles, I lock down sponsors. There, that's oh, really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the poster child for daddies. Right? Me? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm poster child. Oh, Maybe I'm poster I mean, the poster yeah. daddy. The poster daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, that, and in, in all of that, like, the term daddy means something very different in, like, that we are both, if you can't tell, incredibly gay. Um, and so... Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, oh. I got this really mask for mask vibe mm -hmm. here. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, but I think that it, just, it is very different because we've had people onto our show and talked about like DDLG and that dynamic and how it, it, it is very similar in a lot of ways. 
um, but also very different because of just the, the culture of gay men is a little bit different than the DDLG community, but there is definitely some overlap there. What is the, the D, DDL- DDLG? Uh, Daddy, Don, Little Girl. Oh. It, it's oh. an acronym that, yeah. that, that some of that. the community use. Yeah. Okay. So d- don't be confused. He does that to me all the time. <laughs> he's running the show. ASAP, Oh, I know what he's talking about. I love Googling acronyms after people text me weird stuff. I'm like, what does that mean? And then I'm like, that makes so much sense. It's so much shorter. So hip. So what amp, what is it about the daddy that turns you on? Did you even know you were into daddies before you met daddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think he he hit some of it on the head pretty well. Uh, having Thanks. a dominant. <laughs> you're Thank you. You're welcome. No you're pun welcome. intended. Good job. Uh, <laughs> good job. Um, I I I liked his not only his persona, be it online and offline, because I first quote unquote met daddy through watching videos um, because he's been working in porn for so long. He's been in videos. He's directed stuff. So I knew who he was before I. Uh, unceremoniously accidentally walked up to him and asked to get tied up. Uh, but what I liked about him was his personality, his his dominance, but also he's just, he is very endearing. He's, he likes to cuddle. He likes to, to be affectionate. Um, I think that a good daddy has a little bit of both sides, both mm-hmm. the sadistic, maniacal evil side um, that, you know, gets hangry every once in a while, <laughs> but then also the caring side that kind of knows how to cook and takes mm-hmm. care of you at the end of the day. Oh. You get a little hangry and then I'll hold you and pet you and tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hungry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Where can we find daddy's porn? Is it on Fort Trough? Have you, do you ever watch forttrough.com? I oh have. God. I've never done them at all. I've done kink.com, kinkmen.com. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you've been I've, on I've been actually d- daddy porn if you want that. Uh, I, uh, uh, family dick. I don't know family dick? Uh, family dick. It's like a Mormon. No, and then Mormon. <laughs> Wait, Mormon, Mormon boys is where I uh, like am the bishop or whatever. The number and, of times we've been shopping for groceries and someone's like, I love your videos. I love your videos. And I never know what yes. they're talking about. Are you talking about what's the safe word or straight up porn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they want. Do you ask them? Yeah. You're like, are you? you I'm like, what? Yeah. what kind? Yeah. You're like, do you like my aubergine yeah. that I'm holding right now? Which one are you speaking to? So, okay. Got the, the daddy part here. Okay. So you mentioned you're a puppy camp and I would like to switch gears and talk about puppy play. So what is puppy play and why, I guess I could say are people into it, but also what uh, about it attracts, uh, fulfills, turns you on? Sure. So I first ran into it uh, when I was at a bar, I was still a young gay and I saw a bunch of guys coming into the bar on leashes and one guy holding like three different leashes and these, these guys hopping around in masks and gear and I was just like, ah, this is too much, but also kind of hot. Um, and I've always just really been a dog person, literally, literally, but also not literally, because I just love dogs. Um, and what I really like about it is it kind of captures like costuming and cosplay and nerd culture, um, because I'm a big old nerd as well. And just the fun, playful aspects of sex. I think that what a lot of kink and BDSM practices don't do a good job of is being fun and playful. And what Puppy Play does an amazing job is giving people an easy like level of entry into the kink BDSM realm that's not dark, that's not brooding, that's not about pain, but about being playful and sometimes cutesy and building bonds and just having a community. Because the Puppy Play community is freaking crazy active online. 
Like that is Crazy. how I found about <laughs> it. Um, I know most sex toy companies make tons of money on the puppies. Um, they love their colorful gear and their tails. And I, it's really fun and playful. That's the, that, at the heart of it is the most attractive part to it. I call puppies kind of a gateway drug into, <laughs> into BDSM. A gateway kink. Gateway, gateway kink, kink, not a drug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> into heavy BDSM. Because I'm, I'm more old guard. I grew up with the slave master, Dom. This is going to be a scene and heavy impact play. And so Urgh. for me puppy play was back in the 90s it was like you were treating as humiliation you were treat, treating someone like a dog mm. and that was puppy play so that's what I had in the back of my head when I met Amp and uh he, he uh he's taught me a lot and so <laughs> on on one of our first dates I I like made up some stupid rule that he broke and I was like okay I'm gonna spank you for that <laughs> so I spanked him he pouted for a, a week, week, is what he says. <laughs> yeah, it was for like two week. hours. He like, pouted. Oh. I thought I like crushed his soul. I'm like, he's like, why did you do that? And I'm like, because it's hot. <laughs> and it's like, I, did I do something wrong? I'm like, <laughs> and at the end of the day, I mean, the, the kink itself, it's an animal role play. So the very base of that is role play. It is not actual animals. It's not actual dogs. Like that is the one thing that everyone always goes to like, ah, bestiality. No. Yeah. No actual dogs were harmed or used in any of this play. Just got to throw that out there and make sure everybody is very crystal clear. It's a state of mind. <laughs> yeah, it is playing and getting into kind of an animalistic or, or like aggressive, playful headspace. So but it is not scary. Sometimes not aggressive. Well, play, playful, and sure. Playful. Yeah, and so, so what I've seen coming up is lots of uh, young guys in the communities coming up because it is so playful and fun they're not threatened by it. So they're running around on all fours and bark, bark, bark and being cute and getting hugs from daddies and, and being very super playful. And then they'll experience new things if you uh, push it a little bit. So. Well, I'm hearing here because you spoke to the humiliation part, like you're in trouble, bad dog. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's one way of doing puppy play that some people might be into and some people may not. And it, and for you, maybe it's more about like the kind of cutesy playful part or, or the humiliation slash you're in, you're in trouble, bad dog. That's part of it too. It's different for, for everyone. Yeah, no, it is different for everybody. I mean, everybody experiences sex in a different way. Uh, for me, it, it was more of a, he was, uh, attacking or not attacking he was reprimanding me for no reason and i felt bad about that Did you get the spray bottle out Did you spray him yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't joke about the spray bottle in this household. <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> oh no ptsd oh, oh no. no i have a squirt gun okay um, <laughs> a big one but yeah so everybody experiences it differently everyone comes from a different perspective and background and while we are incredibly gay and we are both cis males uh the community is much more than just guys there's right. Trans, non-binary, female, male, and and so it really gives them a sense of community. Um, so they run in packs. They go to literally moshes, <laughs> literally. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. 
Uber Lube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. How, how do folks go about? Oh, oh, there's the puppy mask. The puppy mask oh, is out. Has it. It's great for podcasting. Isn't yeah, it? right. <laughs> oh well, when you're on YouTube and they were like, oh, they you're are so muffled. So if folks out there, depending on what you know, whatever gender they are, and they are curious about not only puppy play but maybe the daddy, you know, the conversation about being a daddy or becoming a daddy, or maybe they already are. Uh, how do you go about exploring these things? Is it just a trial and error? Or is there something that you can do to figure it out? Is it just kind of getting online and researching and then seeing if you're you into that? Because I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I want to know if I can be a puppy. <laughs> you can be you my could puppy. Be. Yeah. Why couldn't you be a daddy? I know plenty of femme or butch presenting female people that are totally into being called daddy. And there's Ooh. nothing wrong with that. Um, a lot of it is about headspace. And some people will argue with me about that. But one of the heads of Mr. S is a very femme butch and they will slap you upside the head if you disrespect them. So will, I, I'm scared of her, actually. She, yeah. She'll kick my ass. Anyway, to answer the question, um, some of the time it's just permission. A lot, of, a lot of people that are not cis white guys will feel like they can't be part of the puppy play community. And a lot of that is just like, no, just because it's saturated by guys does not mean that other people aren't involved or invited. It's just a matter of some people need that permission. Yeah, and that just being able to and being allowed to be who they are and express what they want to do and play how they want to play. But you're you're right. The first thing that you can do, I mean, in this day and age, and I'm going harking back to being old again. I notice how I nobody learned, else is harking to you being old. Just you. It's just you. I'm the daddy. <laughs> uh, so I had like one magazine to go to to explore my kinks when I was growing up. You guys have the entire internet. You could mm. just type in puppy play and bam, videos, websites, CPAW, mm. all these other places. Uh, so every local, every community has a local puppy 
organization. So I right. Google puppy play. I'm not going to get a bunch of like Frenchies playing around. You do have to discern between yeah. the two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The puppy play tag on Instagram is not always wholesome. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, like, it's a mix. It's a mixed bag. It's and, a mixed bag. And so you talk about puppy play, but the, and there's so many other, I remember going to, to FetLife and, mm. um, you're creating a profile on there and, and, um, and just exploring it. And it's so interesting all of the interests and fetishes on there and if someone like oh that's so interesting so I'm like I have never I had to I need to google this I do not know what this is and it's endless I'm sure it's constantly growing as well you know it's not this one thing it's just like set in stone and here's all the fetishes and kinks and the interests um but what are some other um role play things that people like to play and I've seen like pigtails and horse tails and things like you, that. you name an animal there probably is one you know Giraffe. So, and, and you know I, I call puppies the new bears because the bear movement the bears became big in the 90s and 2000s and now it's puppies in, in gay culture in gay least. culture yeah do puppies grow up to be bears <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's probably puppy bears I mean and there's I know. cubs there are otters there's the coveted cubs, red panda pigs. There's a red panda. Oh, there's got to be there a, red a red panda. panda. Yeah. There's a red panda. No, I know this for a fact. I've met and, one. And so people <laughs> just kind of find, they find uh, a, an animal. If, it, if it's, I mean, there's, there's so many kittens. Other things there. Kittens. Lots of kittens. Yeah. Hey, I have a joke for you. Yeah. What do you call a pile of kittens? A, a mountain. Oh. <laughs> a pyramid. Oh, pyramid. <laughs> good. That, that was good. good. He's oh my fast. You think he just he, these puns? He comes up with quickly. Amp. Yeah. I think I. Pat does not have my tongue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but with with this question, so so people they if they were to learn about all these different uh, identities, kinks, fetishes. And they could figure out, they figure out, like, what do I identify with? Like, what do I feel like? I, what is, I mean, do you have any advice on what that process is and how you can feel like, what's my inner wild animal or what domestic animal? Domestic. Sure. I mean, I like for me, I always knew that I really loved dogs, just like the animals itself. I was always very affectionate with dogs. I always had dogs, like I had an affinity with them. And so I was just very much like, oh, I can be kinky and still have fun, but also wear like this fun dog mask. That's a no brainer for me. Um, for other people, their personality kind of leans maybe towards like a cat or maybe more like a, a rat or a dragon or a snake. Like, and, and I don't think it's something you have to think too hard about. I think you're either drawn to something or you're not. And that's going to be an automatic response. Do you like Slytherin or Gryffindor? Are you a snake <laughs> or a lion? Like, and, and nothing says you have to be an animal to have sex. True. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just a role play. Just a role play. But go go with your go with whatever you feel like trying. I guess would be kind of my instinct on that. Um, and just don't let other people's perspectives or opinions uh, stop you from just being who you are. Because I know lots of kittens that are male. Mm-hmm. Like there's a puppy play group in Seattle that's pr- their president, and it, this is like 200 puppies is a cat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. He that made me fall off my chair. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I just like picturing this cat sitting at a table with like this, <laughs> watching all the little puppies be silly underneath, and they're like, ah, ah, ah. but he was really good at organizing. Yeah, <laughs> I I am so interested about exploring my inner the inner weavings of whatever's going on with my kinks that I haven't been able to explore. I'm not sure if an animal identification would be it. And I'm just trying to think like, because being locked in a cage or something that would freak me out. Like, but uh, I think that this is really, as daddy said, this is a great time to sort of get online and see what's out there. Right. And to see what you're into. 
So then what I would ask you about that, what turns you on? So I think you said earlier that the thing that really kind of turns you on in the back of your mind is being hogtied. Was that yes. hogtied? Yes. Which is unusual for someone saying that they want to get into bondage because usually the first position is being just being spread eagle on the bed. Don't kink shame. Right? Don't no, no, shame. I'm, I'm just <laughs> no, saying no, it's, it's not this shame. Yes. So you've actually gone one, I, I, I kind of put you at like step two of exploring bondage because usually it's, trusting your partner enough to spread eagle you on the bed right and that's that's what bondage is it's a it's a big trust factor of trusting someone is not going to hurt you or harm you um and that's what makes it so erotic is the trust aspect of it mm-hmm. and so you went to full hog tie you're like i'm ready let's do this um a cage it's a whole other thing it's a confinement uh thing again it's trust is this person ever going to let me out of this um, these are all different SM dynamics that you want to explore. And, and I, yeah, I think my only, I don't have any beef with cages other than my claustrophobia. So that would be like the confined space. And I have been spread eagle. I have this under the bed restraint system, which whenever, um, uh, sometimes we'll have like my partner's daughters, like house sitting when we're out of town and I'm like, oh shit, I come home and they had made the bed and the under the bed restraint systems totally sticking out, sticking out. And I'm like, well, they probably like, what's that? They listen to your <laughs> podcast. They yeah. know what's going on. Well, yeah. And the hog tie thing is just because I love the, the control for me. I love the submission piece. And sure. so I encourage those folks out there that perhaps because a lot of times you say kink and we've talked about this before you say kink or bdsm and people immediately they especially they they think pain or they think that that isn't them they're too vanilla they're not sure and that and i love what you two were both speaking on saying that you don't have to define it it can be something that's subtle and it doesn't have to be so extreme you don't have to get the puppy mask or you can just be a puppy and embody that if you want to or you could just try something on and then say not my jam and try yeah. something else on you just because you think that something might be uh, up your alley or something that you want to try on doesn't mean that you have to stick to it so it's and that's the beauty of sex like, it's can be constant exploration to try on these different roles or identities and that's the beauty of also long-term relationships is keeping things spicy and exciting and trying on different things even if it's all within kind of one category or a couple of categories so yeah i think that's that's one of the pieces that people who are fearful perhaps of taking on an identity, you don't have to make it an identity and it doesn't have to stay if it's not you. And if it is you, fuck yeah, rock that and have fun and enjoy your life and have a lot of great hot sex. Sure. And I think a lot of people, like you said, get, uh, get, just go to uh, code red so quick when they hear BDSM or kink because they think it is painful. But like I said, there are uh, socially acceptable forms of, BDSM in our society every day. Uh, the easiest one to have you ever been rolfed? Have you ever had a very deep tissue massage? Right. What what makes that so pleasurable? Even though it hurts, it's a very painful massage. Is it's releasing toxins and it's releasing endorphins in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because you're just laying down on a table and you paid someone to do it, and da-da, that's a so, so socially acceptable form. And that's all BDSM is when you get into heavier kink play is releasing those endorphins through releasing small amounts of pain. I mean, um, what is a job but financial domination to make sure you get money to pay rent? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I 
the rolfing piece I really identified with. I remember getting a, doing my first rolfing session uh, for sciatica, like, I don't even know, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I love the pain and it, it kind of ruined any other massage because in, I'm like, where's the pain? Where's the pain? Where's the pain? And then I, I, mean, I already knew that I was someone who liked dominant submission with a little, and I like a little bit of the pain aspect too. I'm a little masochistic and um, yeah, I totally get that, that in that, that space, we wouldn't call it kink. No. And yet there's this, this. Because there's not the there. sexual yeah. component. Exactly. To it either. Yeah. Although yeah. lots of people do get very aroused during the massage, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, totally. Because um, you're in a relaxed state. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between pain and kink. I mean, you just remember when you were 12 losing your front tooth and you'd wiggle it back and forth, even though it hurt, it it it, it felt so yeah, good. Not, yeah. all of us, yeah. not all of us. Not all of us. I'm one of those. I would do that. I did actually yeah, recently touched a whole bunch of steam nettle. That makes sense. And it lasted my fingers for 24 hours. I just keep pressing it to like, yes. This feels so good. I yeah, I I like choked, but I can't handle this. The electro stim stuff is really Mm. scary for me. Oh yeah, so we sell that at Mr. S, and uh, there's only a few that I actually like. To for me, it's like needles, pinpricky. Yeah, and that's not erotic for me, but for some people, it's super erotic. Um, and it's it's more. I mean, as you get into impact play and other things, you learn that some. Floggers and whips are thuddy. Some are stingy. They they all have different technical uh, terms. Technical stingy. stingy. And, and stingy. <laughs> sounding. Have you? I, I don't know yeah. if you've ever urethral sounding. Yeah, the yes. urethral sounding. I'm always so intrigued by that because it well, seems like it would be so intense. And then I'm well, also like, I don't know. Yeah. So for a male, what's interesting about sounding is you are able to bring the rod down it sounds like it's down the shaft it sounds very painful and puppy hates needles so he, he hates talking about it um but what's interesting for a male is that you can hit the prostate from an opposite side no and way. you can tap the prostate over and over making you feel like you're coming over and so over you and go over. down the urethra and from there it but is it straight it's a, is it straight i mean there's a, i mean it's a, i mean some rods are are straight some are have a slight bend to it so you can actually get right into it because it curves with the anatomy of your body wow. um yeah. The more you know, I can't stand talking about <laughs> oh, yeah. it. You're fine. Uh, I worked at a sex shop for many, many years, and yes. a number of times I would see that, like a video of it just sounding happening. I'm not kink shaming. I just have a visceral it's reaction. So squeamish. Yeah, I get real squeamish because I'm just like, yeah. imagining that happening to my own personal dick just makes yeah. me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's I, how I'm nails on a chalkboard. Oh, I can't handle that mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty much hell for me. Can I just share one fun fact about Mr. S. Leather? Uh, so my mom and I, in 2008, opened a sex shop together here in Santa Cruz. And uh, it was no Mr. S. Leather. It was Amy and Janice, mother-daughter sex shop. But it was it, it was more like uh, inspired by Good Vibrations. And we to do our research, we were visiting all the sex shops everywhere. So we did the Good Vibrations. We did the Romance Boutiques. We went to Mr. S. I go over with my mom and she's obviously we're open to sex shop together. She's very open. She's, she's, yeah, she's awesome. And I think when we went in, someone was being uh, mummified in one of the mummy bags like that. There was like, again, this, again yeah, there was a whole, it was like this there and someone was being enclosed in this, this, this mummy bag thing. And, and my mom's just like looking at it and like, what? And, and I'm looking at it and we're both just like, 
okay. And she, and I'm looking at her and she's just, she's just curious. She's just like, hmm, I don't think we'll sell that in our sex shop, but that's so interesting. <laughs> you know, like yeah. what, so what is, you know, and that more like this curious approach. I think that's what happens for a lot of folks is you have two routes, right? You have the route of that makes me really uncomfortable and I don't like it and I'm going to shame it. Actually, maybe it was more than two routes. There's also, I'm uncomfortable and it gives me, but you had amp like, ah, with this squeezy mm-hmm. feeling. Um, also, there's the route of I'm uncomfortable, but I'm curious, like what, you know, what is someone getting out of this? Maybe it's not my jam, but I know that other people are different. And so there's, you know, so I think that that is maybe an, an important takeaway here for folks, whether you're into daddies and puppy play and all of that or not, is, you know, if it's not your jam, um, you could just be curious about it, perhaps, and understand that everyone is different and we all have our own interests and there is no normal um, and that you can try things out and explore. And you might find, I love being mummified. I love mm-hmm. being put in a little puppy cage and put with a little collar on with some little bling on it and pet. Well, I'm the cutest little puppy in the whole world. Whether it's, whether it's about daddies or mummies, you know. And that's, that's really what we try to do. And we know that we are two very diverse people with different uh, uh, kinks ourselves. So that's why we try to talk on what's safe word every week about all the different kinks that are out there and we explore them and we do our research on them. Yeah. Actually the puppy more than me. But. Well, but, but we bring our perspectives <laughs> from two different generations yes. that overlap and, and, you know, talk expertly and hopefully educated, educatedly, educated, educatedly. Yeah. Educatively. But at the end of the day, trying to fight that stigma that does happen sometimes when people are talking about sex, because stigma is what causes a lot of our knee jerk reactions of something that we don't understand only because we haven't had the time to really ground it with something of along the lines of like, you know how you're into those boobs? Well, I'm really into this rope in the very same way. I just happen to get off a little bit different, but we both enjoy sex and we both have partners and we both enjoy this or that because it turns us on and we are happy about it. There's nothing wrong with that. So what can our folks out there, obviously uh, we want to tell them how to find you. What can they expect from your YouTube channel? I know you have this amazing podcast, which uh, is is wonderful. And you both have such sexy podcasting voices. I love it. Yeah, daddy. What can they expect from your YouTube channel as well? I would love to hear more about that. Sure. Um, well, first of all, thank you. And also thank you for having us on. You guys also have lovely voices. Um, our, our channel started as a way to talk about and demystify and destigmatize kink because I know I grew up having terrible sex education and I'm a gay person, so I got even worse sex education. We're just kind of leveling the playing field and demystifying kinks in fun, approachable ways, whether that's buying weird toys off of wish.com, tying each other up, or just having fun with a bunch of jokes and reacting to funny kinky memes. It's just yeah, and, can. and it's really grown over because it, it, AMP is very good about uh, researching the subject, presenting it in a very lighthearted, funny way. And then his editing is fucking off the charts. Amazing. Oh, so he, he will bring in clips that are that I would never know hmm. uh, because it's, it's our society today. Um, I watch CNN. <laughs> and I watch you. I don't know who I don't know any of these references. So and people think that's funny because I, I really don't. <laughs> and so that's kind of our our relationship has grown as well uh in front of the cameras and people 
like mm. that dynamic, I think. Both are so addicting to hang out with, and you're just oh, both got a, a very magical exchange. You align with each other mm. in the wooey Santa Cruz way. Oh, you know? <laughs> crystals and gems. see your energy. Oh. I'm going to Ralph you later. Chakra swapping <laughs> and deep Is your aura purple? Or? I'm going to rake yeah. you. I'm going to rake you. Yeah, your aura you know, really is pretty. I'm going to rake you. Careful, you're careful, careful with the verbiage there. Uh, Sorry, one yeah, one letter off. And, no, kidding, uh, kidding. Uh, uh, I, so <laughs> you can reiki me anytime all right Ooh, all reiki right. i'm on my way i'm getting the yeah. car here we go yes. um, can you tell folks how they can find you and also learn more about you we know that your watts the safe word but please let them know where you yeah. are well you can find both of us uh what's the safe word that you can find us on the podcasting the youtubes the twitter spheres or instagrams but you can find me everywhere at pup amp as one word uh i'm mr christopher.com and we're just everywhere. And I'm what's listening. the safe word is W-A-T-T-S. Yes. Yeah. You say what's the safe word. Yeah. We've trained Google to figure out that if people spell it W-H-A-T, like what, they'll find us still. Oh, oh you okay. trained Google? Okay. We can do it's, that. It is possible. Oh you just yell at them enough. You all, you all make Google your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're really Certainly good at what are. they do. They really are. <laughs> Shit. Everyone, go listen to them. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, you two are just absolutely fantastic. And Thank you. You I'm too, glad too. that I got to re-actually meet you, Amp, in person. And thank you for the work that you're doing and for being with us this little smidgen of time. I want more time, which we will have more time because we're going to be on your show Ooh. and talk about all the things, daddies and kittens. and. You'll be under the hot lamp. Ooh. Oh no! I'll get my. Was this chicken play? I'm a little chick, little chicken. Ooh, chicken play. I'm a gruesome. All of you foul. All of you are foul. I love that. All right, to all of you beautiful, shameless sex listeners out there, we love you so very much. And you know what else we love? Amy and I love Margins Wine. If you go to marginswine.com, you can see why we love it so much. Remember, there's not a lot available. So if you get on their newsletter, you might be able to receive some of the bottles. So check out marginswine.com, y'all. And remember, we're going to see you next Tuesday. And I'll miss you until then. Ciao for meow. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.